0: God doesn't make the world this way. We do. You really feel normally What do you seem to understand? You see, you see, you see, you see,
1: I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me!
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of You're Locked In Here With Us, a Watchmen podcast. I am your host, Blaze Hopkins, and we have another night of the trio. I am joined by Garrett and Chris for our full discussion, um, this little pre-Thanksgiving episode. So, shout out to everybody out there listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you are spending it in a uh, relaxing or enjoy i guess uh enjoyable way um to my co-host chris good to hear from you my friend how are you uh i'm good man
1: i am officially off from work for a full week uh so that is well off from my main job for a full week which is um super nice uh so just spent you know i went in today for a meeting spent some spent some of today playing some some video games took a nap which like that hasn't happened (laughs) nice happened in forever uh yeah i mean i'm procrastinating from the schoolwork i need to do which is what tomorrow is gonna be but you know uh yeah and then yeah yeah it's been it's been a good day i just you know i was delaying us a little bit here because i was getting my hair cut and doing some christmas decoration stuff but uh So it's like, because I think with how late Thanksgiving is falling this year, it's like you have to like already pre-prep for Christmas because it's going to be here in like three weeks, which is crazy. Um, But yeah, no, I'm doing well. Uh, Excited for the holiday, excited to spend some time with the family and very, very thankful for you know the time off and thankful for the fact that i get to you know spend some time with loved ones and thankful for the fact that i get to talk about this incredibly fucking awesome show with you two guys because holy shit what an episode but uh, i'll let you continue with the introductions before i give my thoughts
0: yeah of course um hen garrett welcome back what's new
2: uh not too much I wish I had taken a nap today. Yeah, it's been two days. That would have been really nice. I like that Chris is um, kind of in nap training mode right now for the ultimate nap that everyone takes on Thanksgiving. Got to be the best day of the year to just eat a oh, bunch yeah. of food and pass out. Yeah, but I am Yeah, excited to get Chris's thoughts on this episode, so I'm ready to dive in yeah cool and uh i'm always doing well so you know nothing much sorry fair, we'll ask you next yeah time. tonight it's, we get it we, we uh, never ask you okay we'll ask you from now on i get it um <laughs> but uh, it's fine but please please i, I don't please I don't want to be asked
1: please how how are you really though please
0: i'm good how, how are you That's doing about it <laughs> 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 Um. Okay, we're n- we're never asking you again. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's never again. It. Yeah, that's fine. I never I never needed to be asked. Um, but as Garrett mentioned, as Chris alluded to, we are going to be doing our full discussion for uh, what I will say after it has marinated a little bit is my favorite episode of television for twenty nineteen, no <sighs> question. Um, and basically what has solidified my faith and excitement for the way that this show will wrap up and has I think pretty much locked it in as well as my favorite television show of the year. Wow. Uh, so we will be diving into episode six, this extraordinary being. Uh, obviously as if you listened in on to the instant reaction, checked out the show yourself, uh you know that this episode was Angela's uh hallucinogenic nostalgia trip into her grandfather's wildlife um fascinating episode so Chris hit us with it man T- go as long as you want what did you think about this episode all right so you guys can come back in about a half hour um now was- yeah. <laughs> uh no, re- it's our time to nap. It's like yeah, Edward right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll I'll get uh, right down to it. Well, first things first, just because you and I did talk about it on on Tinfoil Talk a few weeks ago, uh, confirm that Will Will Rees is uh, is hood of justice, which was uh, really cool. Um, just to have that confirmed, but more importantly, I think with this episode really um did was bridge the gap between like just um i guess all the major themes of the show especially that that you know uh just incredibly effective impactful opening of the you know um essentially destruction of black wall street uh in, in Tulsa to start the series. Um, I mean, just just the fact that they took this idea of being, like, a, something I never would have thought of, of being a superhero as a way to kind of protect and empower yourself from the racism and just just horrible treatment you would face. I mean, and the fact that I mean, God, I can't, like, the powerful moments, I know we'll get into probably a bunch of them, but, like, the fact that Will, you know, had to, had to like, essentially whiteface his eyes, uh, the area around his eyes in order so that the rest of the Minutemen wouldn't be able to tell that he was black, then he catches his son doing it and yeah. and that reaction is so raw and real and it's painful but it's also understandable as is his wife's reaction to it um I, I mean i i just thought that we got such great insight into who will was but i also just think that this is um i mean god like we've seen i mean and i'm speaking as this we're all speaking as this as three white dudes but like we've seen in the last few years i think some really um honest uh authentic and empowering stories about uh you know both black men and black women um but to me to kind of take the superhero genre and 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 infuse it with that to tell I mean I've never seen a story of black empowerment kind of told in this way and I think it also unfortunately showed the limitations of black empowerment at that time too the fact that yeah he you know Will couldn't really be a force for good as a cop so he had to turn to this vigilante lifestyle and what it cost him but also what it gave him and I um Man, and it's just, you know, the fact that he is so angry as he talks about and that we see that has even, you know, petered into who he is today with the revelation of how exactly it went down with um with Judd. Um I don't know, I just thought this was so unique and it was just something that I never would have would have imagined or thought of the way they did it. Um mm-hmm. and I think it's just It's another great take on a superhero story, you know? um, We always see about covering one's identity for the sake of protecting others, you know? Like, I don't want my loved ones to get hurt. I don't want whatever. This is protecting one's identity for the sake of essentially being able to exist, right? Like, of being... Mm -hmm. And that is just so it's so sad and just so tragic, but it's, again, it's, it's also really emotionally powerful and, and, and in some ways really empowering to watch. I think the fact that, you know, Will was able to do this, um, despite, again, despite what it, what he had to give up in order to, so yeah, I just a really, and, and the fact that now it's, you know, uh, that it's kind of reflected now in what's happened in Tulsa with the fact that cops have to wear masks because you know that they're 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 the ones being targeted now as a whole thing, cops in general, but like that his granddaughter is is wearing a mask in a similar way to he he was and and the, essentially the the kind of cultural appropriation of the superhero in this world, mm-hmm. like he's the one who starts it. He's the one who inspires the Minutemen and then does he ever get credit for that? No, he has to he loses his power in a way because he has to play the role of the white hero and god damn if that was not just the saddest thing. I just the how complex and just um rich and compelling the story was and and the themes it did and and how it deepened will's character you know i think i've aired out my frustrations with how he's been so much of an an enigma this season um and and to get his backstory and have it just be so uh, like just as i said so so rich and just and just thematically powerful and 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 so connected to what the rest of the show's been about um it exceeded my expectations in every way and yeah, it's, it's one of the best things I've seen on television so far this year. And um, I think as far as Damon Lindenloff, I think I, I, I saw Alan Sepinwall say that in his review that it's one of the best sh- hours of television D- Damon Lindenloff's ever produced. You know, between Lost, between Leftovers, between Watchmen. And I'd agree with that. It's uh, It was really something special. And I mean, we can get into the, the cinematography and the, the the black and white uh and and how everything that evoked as well and with the, the kind of intersperses of color from will's mother playing the piano and and also how it's tied into the um I can't remember the exact name of the movie uh, but the the black sheriff story as well but like yeah it just it, I was transfixed from moment one and uh, I know I feel like I've been saying that a lot with watchmen but this episode especially was uh, was was Yeah, it was just, again, more than I could have expected, imagined, or hoped for. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I think you make a bunch of uh, phenomenal points in there. And I agree. I think, you know, I'm almost still, I've still been kind of struggling on the best way to collect and express my thoughts on the episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just the most well done and kind of beautifully crafted story about a superhero of color and diversity that we've ever seen because as you mentioned in cinema and even superhero the superhero genre we have we're starting to get little bits here and there over these past couple of years you know and of these types of characters and these diverse stories but they have not reached the they I don't I mean, Black Panther obviously got a lot of respect being nominated for Best Picture and everything. But I still think just in terms of the volume of these stories, uh, they aren't getting their due yet. And we're making those steps. But to be able to flip the script and turn this show uh, into such an impactful story, superhero story, that revolves around, uh, you know, what it was like to experience being... Uh, black man who basically did everything he could within the law to uh, empower himself and do the right thing you know and represent justice Um, and for that to still not be enough no matter how hard he tried like you said to have to turn to you know creating an alternate persona was just like fascinating to watch I mean to see it executed within this time period is what the more I think about the episode is just like what really blows my mind that when you just when you think about when that took place and like you said the impact that it has and the meaning that it has for him to have kicked off every you know the entire superhero culture and vigilante culture and inspired so many um was it did it felt very empowering and I really am happy that People are going to be able to relate to that and are going to be able to uh, have this story. And then I also think that we had talked about last week, knowing this episode was coming, that Vlindelof is a calculated guy, right? And I think for me, the the emotional beats of how we have grown with Angela as the main character of the show and we have seen her anger... And everything that she has had to overcome in her life as well. Um, and to finally be hit with Will's entire backstory and just see how, uh, you know, similar they are. And how much of the same stuff, while albeit not as nearly as bad as what Will went through. You know, Angela still deals with similar problems and things in her daily life. And... Uh, and to, the, to for her to experience it firsthand, I think that is what really got me as well. Was just like, damn, she's connecting with her grandfather on obviously such an intense level. But, um, you know, kind of just... I came out of it being so pumped for what that will mean for her character going forward. And I... Loved that the episode took it right up to the confrontation between Will and Judd, just because, again, after she experiences all of that, um, to then you know, we went from seeing Angela start this season being closer to a guy like Judd, obviously, you know, than her grandfather who she didn't know existed, and then to kind of watch this mystery unfold from her perspective being the leading detective on the case and the one really guiding us through all the clues and everything to kind of be able to come back to that scene and that entire uh situation between will and judd and sort of get allow her to witness it once again with this newfound look on everything um I don't know, that, like, I thought that was a very powerful moment for her, and to kind of see her in his shoes, and obviously we don't know the specifics about the nostalgia drug or anything, and sort of how much control or feeling, I guess, you have while you are experiencing the memory, Uh, but to see her kind of in that situation again and get the flashes of, uh, of... Being reminded she is present, witnessing this, and kind of the stone-faced nature and everything, Um, I don't know. I just thought it was like masterfully crafted, and it has very much stuck with me for just in general. I don't. I like. Again, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. I don't know how to fully even describe, but you could just tell through every little scene and little. feeling within this episode how much passion was put into it and I do really quickly also want to give a shout out to the writers of the show because I do know that Damon Lindelof was not obviously as a white man was not the lead creator for this episode um, or lead writer by any means it was he has given so much credit to his team and Uh, I, you know, have always respected him as a creator, but he has just kind of talked about with this show specifically how much kind of that having that diverse panel of writers and everything be a part of it, um, how important that's been to the process. And I think that this episode just, you know, it brought full meaning to what he's been
2: preaching yeah, this episode is definitely similar to every other episode in the show, to where it's just the more you think about it, the better it is, and I think this is it's especially true for this episode because there are so many underlying kind of deeper emotional themes, and I know I've I kind of sound like a broken clock here, um, but I think this whole, entire season is so purposefully paced out that it's just all going to be even so much better when you see the full picture so as we've talked about it before but it has been super frustrating not knowing anything about will's character except these little bits of like mysterious you know scenes that we get that don't really make a lot of sense and it kind of seemed like sloppy writing but clearly they knew this episode was coming and The only way to make it as powerful as it was was to withhold pretty much everything and then just hit us all with it at once. So, one thing that I really just loved so much is they easily could have shown this episode as just a flashback, but the fact that they kind of tie it into the bigger picture through Angela's interpretation of it or through her just her vision of it just is a really great way to kind of bring everything together obviously so i honestly don't have a ton more to add that i didn't mention on the weekend um and that you guys just covered so well but two questions i have for you guys then so blaze kind of touched on this so i'd be more curious to hear chris's thoughts but one what do you think do you have any guesses what this is gonna do for angela's character like how she'll respond to this do you think she'll be I don't know. Just I'll, I'll just put that out there. Like, what? How do you think this is going to send her in a different direction? Obviously, it's going to change the trajectory of her her life. Probably seeing all this um, and knowing that this was, you know, her blood relative that she's connected to this now. And then two, um, we we can get to this a little later, maybe. But we talked a little bit about maybe Lady True's plot, and now that we know she's working with Will, who is like the original Minuteman. i did peek on some things online i know i said i wasn't going to but i, I needed to after this episode um and i saw <laughs> one theory that i think is it almost has to be true that somehow i have it i have it written down you, you know i guarantee what it is. you i have okay. it written down that's that's what so i should, we, we uh, talked
0: briefly before the show um, I don't care. Let's, we can uh, get Chris's thoughts really quick okay. on your first question and talk about that and then
2: I'd be happy yeah. to dive so in. So just to tease it, I'm happy you brought it it's up. <laughs> something that definitely has to do with like Lady True's big plot and how it's somehow even connected to things we saw in this episode. And it's just building to something pretty wild and I'm <laughs> really excited for these final three episodes. But yeah, if Chris has any thoughts I'd be curious to hear them.
1: I mean, I guess with as far as how it changes Angela's character, I mean, I guess it makes her, It probably, I mean, it has to make her rethink her entire relationship with Judd and her entire relationship with Will. You know, especially she's, like, she's not just seeing this, she's enduring everything he's enduring, and especially the, mm-hmm. I mean, the, um, essentially the nearer, The near hanging for lack of a better word uh, that he faces i mean she endures that so i think she's going to find a deeper emotional connection with him i think she's going to be able to empathize more um and i think that i mean if anything this is just going to cause her to say f you more to people like you know keen and if looking glass is still alive (laughs) like him you know because that that kind of like she's not gonna buy into this whole they're trying to keep the peace bs you know um i i can honestly i can see her just becoming more almost for lack of a better word more radical uh in response to this um yeah i i yeah, I think that's that's probably what I would I would say for her character um going forward. I would agree with yeah, that. I think so too. I
0: think that it's I think it's going to I think it's really going to empower her. I mean, I think she'll have a, she'll be obviously very caught off guard and have plenty of questions to coming out of this, but I think at the end of the day it will just give her uh, a newfound respect and connection to her legacy, her family, her history. Um you know, family history, cultural history, and even her job, you know, it gives her a deeper connection to what she does and kind of uh, knowing she's doing the right thing. And I think that I agree with you, Chris, in that it will, again, kind of make her, she'll take no BS. It might come across as radical, but at the end of the day, I think we see, we will see, or we're kind of seeing the defining moment in her uh, as a go from a vigilante to a hero. That's probably the best way I would describe it. But I think that.
2: Hmm. No, go yeah, ahead. You have to remember this is Watchmen, though, too. So I feel like every there's, she just can't be like a true, just pure hero. I think so. Every, I, I think it has to kind of mirror the graphic novel in some way that, whatever, I I, I kind of feel like she's gonna team up with Will and Lady True now and. I have just some feeling that it's not going to be a fully pure plot that they're doing and it's, it could be more, sure. more radical and that could, who knows? I and agree. Maybe she'll be on board with it or maybe she'll be a hero in the sense that she'll, you know, initially think that there does need to be some more like radical action taken, like, but yeah, then like- maybe she'll come through at the end and realize that it's, it's not the way things need to be. But I, I don't know. Sure,
0: I I absolutely expect a purely emotional reaction to uh, her stance on everything going on and do completely agree with you. But I feel like, I guess what I'm trying to say is whether it is within the context of this show, whether it's 10 years down the line, I feel like kind of her experiencing Will's journey and seeing firsthand just how he was able to stand up for what was right no matter kind of what the cost or how extreme things got because obviously Will you know he took some radical actions as well I mean he put on a mask and took the law into his own hands but at the end of the day we can't argue with his decision making it obviously was For the right things and the right reasons. And I just feel like at the end of the day, her getting that deep of a connection to and such a personal connection to that, it will just always have her keeping in mind um, to stand up for what's right. I guess that's what I, you know, whereas I feel like we've seen, for instance, if we go back to and I don't I, I don't know how. I'm not saying that this, she was wrong in this situation, but just how we've seen the vigilantes, right? Like when they, uh, just kind of show up at the Nixonville place and nobody really gives a shit that they're like not following laws or just going to beat the shit out of all these, um, supposed cavalry members, things like that. Um, again, while it's like, I'm not trying to say that was wrong because it, was fun to watch and everything but just how we've seen these vigilantes kind of get to a place where they seem to sort of like not care um or kind of be able to like overlook uh all of the facts i guess before making their decisions or whatnot i feel like she just will it's almost like an instinct thing if that makes sense like it'll be a, a
2: feeling like she'll know in her heart whether or not something is right or wrong yeah, that makes sense. Because obviously, even in the first episode, we saw that she's willing to take more extreme measures to do what she thinks is right. So, I'm curious yeah, if this like is going she already to... put that guy in the trunk of her car yeah, right. and things like, like that. This... Like, and I feel will this exasperate those behaviors, or will they kind of show her in some way that she has to be a little bit more more honest? Yeah, very true. And again, I do think we're going
0: to see, like I said, I agree with both of you. I think we will get potentially a very emotional reaction that does come across as maybe radical. Um, But like you said, Garrett, you know, this is Watchmen. This is not a black and white show. So I, you know, it's like if if I'm her and I see her just kind of go decide to deal with her shit uh, on her own or kind of like deal with her reaction out of this and kind of have that itch for revenge. Like I won't blame her. Yeah. Like if this, or kind of see her as a villain. Yeah.
2: If this was like, I love Marvel, but if this was a Marvel movie, this would be like entering, you know, the third act where she had her big revelation moment and now she rises up to be a hero, but they wouldn't Mm -hmm. have added those initial scenes of her just, Fucking people up like behind a closed door if she didn't have that (laughs) in her and if that wasn't going to be a part of her. So I'm curious to see how this, um, yeah. I, I, it's kind of tough to predict at the moment, but I think you guys had some good thoughts.
0: Well, we'll transition here because I want to build off of this. I think it goes hand in hand. So, Garrett, uh, feel free to cut me off if I'm incorrect, and Chris, um, that we're going to dive into sort of the one theory. I don't know if anything stood out to you, but essentially what people think the uh, end game for the show is going to be is that we saw Will has this basically mind control technology. Uh, or or like, uh, I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, through his light, which he saw the uh, back then KKK using through the projectors. And I'm going to add to this because on the PDPedia files real, real, from this week... Real quick,
1: can I just say, that scene was fucking awesome. When he went in there... Which one? When he went in there and just killed them oh, all. Oh, and just kicked all their asses. And, and
0: we saw the reverse of the uh, the American Hero story, yep, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. yeah, and it was just... And then he gets the thing and he just burns the fucking place down. Like... I don't know if we were supposed to cheer when he just went off the deep end and started killing them, but I did. It was great. Oh, I think, um, yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I know it's like he's now descending kind of into the fact that he's, like, willing to kill. and But, like, God, especially when he shot the, the – what was the dude's name? The guy he had tried to arrest at the very beginning and – I, I don't know what the guy's name was exactly. like, The kind of gangster. It's
0: um the the yellow king. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, now,
1: now um, I'm thinking of the yellow bastard from uh, since... wait, uh
0: Fred. I I the Fred the character's name. Yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah. Just when he shot him, I just was like, okay, this scene's gonna be great. And then he went went in there yeah. and just like killed all the KKK.
0: I agree. I think that uh. It all leads up to kind of a phenomenal moment. Yeah. But... Sorry, going back. Really quick. Yeah. So basically, on top of this theory that uh, Lady True and Will are going to use that mind control technology, uh, on the PDpedia, there is a article that basically highlights the fact that Lady True apparently gave, bought and gave TVs to everyone in Tulsa. And... Um, The other thing that's in so obviously they could install whatever the like crystals or, you know, glass that allows them to do the strobe light thing to mind control people that is now planted in everyone's TVs. The other thing is that Nelson Gardner, a.k.a. Captain Metropolis, his will is uh, on there. And essentially what we get out of that is that he passes along his entire estate to uh, Will. To Will Reeves. Which would theoretically give him... And I might be jumping a little bit here. But what I was kind of reading up is... The, the, the thing to take from that is... It would give Will full ownership and access... To the Minutemen brand. The Minutemen name. And basically all rights. So you put those two facts together. And American Hero Story... Is theoretically a plant by Will. Because he knows that people's eyes are glued to the show. We have seen everybody watching it from Cal to Looking Glass to the Cavalry members. So what would be the perfect way to get as many Mar- Americans as possible watching these TVs to mind control them with? American Hero Story. And people think that they are going to, during like an episode or whatever, flash the lights and start making the TVs strobe out. And I've seen kind of two uh theories after this the one is that people think the it could go down a revenge plot way and basically they are going to use this to make like a bunch of the white people uh, kill each other and slaughter each other just because lady true obviously has the background from vietnam and sort of has that revenge factor and then obviously we have seen will's story and that would kind of be the purpose of the mind control aspect um, but that kind of seems to me, I think it is very possible that that could be a end game scenario or at least the villainous plot, but this is Watchmen. We have talked about it. I do not think it will be that straightforward. Um, and the other half of the theory is basically that somehow between the nostalgia pills and the mind control that they are obviously going to try and pull off some mass exposure memory exposure to as many people as possible to you know plant these types of memories like will's memories probably lady true's memories of that you know thousand mile walk or whatever it was that she was she we know she experienced and her daughter now is kind of having that memory and everything um, and we and like you said Chris We know that these pills You are feeling it You are living out the memory again So it is not just viewing it You know You will feel the noose go around Will's neck And obviously the air Struggling to breathe the air Like you will feel the pain in your feet As you experience That historical tragic moment of Vietnam And um, I don't really know How the again like what the full end game is but those are kind of the two things people are juggling um Garrett I don't know if this is sort of what you read as well
2: yeah so I read the first half where she gave TVs out but I did not read that he inherited the will so he that but it's definitely true so they're they're for sure gonna it's kind of just an it's just an additional like reason
0: because again they've built up how engrossed with the American hero story people are, and again it's it, we're, it it's so brilliant because if you think about it, people what we all we've seen is how this show is bullshit and it's such a lie, obviously, and it is historically inaccurate, and just how easily people can be misled, and for them to kind of use that to flip the switch and be like get ready for this to just be like mind fucked
2: hmm yeah i just thought of something but i wonder if because it does seem like every line in this show has a purpose like every every scene everything just is there for a reason which we kind of knew that's what the show would be going in but i'm not gonna make any speculation on what is going to happen when they do flip the switch but i could see Lori getting brought back in because she'll be like one of the few that doesn't watch it just based on that little scene where she walked into the, the precinct and was like, turn that shit off or whatever. So it's like pretty clear that she doesn't watch the show. So maybe if there is some sort of hypnosis, because during this conversation I was thinking, I was like, she kind of in a way her plot I don't see like a trajectory for her plot to be directly tied to like Lady True and this whole thing, even though she is a little bit, but it just seems like her role was kind of served in a way. But if she does somehow withstand the hypnosis and she's one of the few good people to do it, then she'll for sure. have well, and that would be her like redemptive her redemption moment.
0: Well, and I think that's where you're going to see the uh, Angela and Lori team up because again, I think I agree with you. I think that kind of the, in my, the way my brain logically puts things together is that Angela will be, you know, brought into the loop about this plan that Will and Lady True are planning to execute. And while and I think it may, it might have to do with getting, you know, all the white people or all the racists or whoever to slaughter each other and kind of carry out another mass white night type of yeah. scenario. Yeah, that, that and, seems more um, likely now. And I think, and so I think I could see it, you know, again, this show, my watchman, man, it's always been about the ticking doomsday clock counting to midnight. Um, I could see it literally being a race against the clock almost type scenario where Angela has to navigate this and we'll finally see her just be kind of real with Lori, and both of them enter into like a no bullshit moment where they ha- they work together.
2: And I wonder if somehow, this is just a pure guess, but if, like, somehow Looking Glass's mask will protect him from it in some way. Because I feel like they're going to be on three separate paths. Uh, Unless he's dead, unless he's murked. No, dude, he's, I don't think so. I think they're (laughs) going to be, like, moving Mm. further and further away and then come together at the end. But that might be too idealistic. You think he's really going to just get murked out? I I don't know, dude, but, like... I listen, I love my
0: superhero bullshit and I love the character of looking glass, but there is only so much a single I, man can do when he gets ambushed by four motherfuckers with shotguns. Yeah, but but
2: they spent so much time showing how prepared he was for the I, worst so case scenario. That's
0: we I was gonna say though, but we did talk about how he has that bunker and they made it they almost focus an entire episode on the fact that he has this bunker. So I almost agree with you with, like, in the fact that if he could somehow get away, even if it's wounded and he locks himself down there, obviously, you know, he's not getting mind controlled.
2: Yeah, I think, I don't think he's getting killed. I don't think Chris, they're, I heard, they're investing I heard you, an entire uh, episode into him just to kill him off. Because, I mean, what. the. Main purpose of that episode was to advance his character. It wasn't like we saw other events. I mean, we did see other things happening through his point of view, but they spent so much time on his relationships and why he is who he is. I don't think that the first scene of the next episode is just going to be him getting shot in the face or something. Like yeah. That. I mean, it could be, but. Chris, what was your.
0: I heard you, you know, give a little like. I mean mm. I mean I wouldn't put it past the show to, to to
1: do that though. That's the thing.
0: I agree. Like I i so they you've killed, seen, yeah they
2: killed you've Charlie. Seen leftovers. They killed Charlie. Well it's not Penny's boat, Chris. Well, and I, I just dude, that better not be a leftovers spoiler. It's not. It's a okay. it's a loss It's it's a, a lost okay. spoiler. <laughs> um
1: The the Yeah, and I just think that I mean the other thing is is like i wonder like what role does he have in the story moving forward like i don't know i mean does he get redemption because that's the other thing i feel like it's almost he's such a tragic character that it almost fits better if he does die yeah i could see that and his last act is betraying angela
2: like, that would be fucked up. Yup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would not like that. Exactly.
1: Welcome to a David Lindelof show. I was about to say. I was about to say though, but that's like some of the leftovers not everything's nice and tidy. It's just and, and lost okay. and lost that's definitely the case.
2: So it's like his his death would serve more to the plot than him somehow surviving this thing. And maybe I don't even know if making out of it. I don't even know if it would serve to the plot. I think it's just
1: a tragic, it's almost like a tragic short story in a way of this guy who just never could get over the trauma of his past. I mean, I don't know. The other thing is, is I don't know how optimistic this show is compared to the leftovers. Cause I think the leftovers is also about like growing and dealing with trauma. Lost was a show about growing and dealing with trauma but is Watchmen that kind of show? I don't know yet. That's that's why I'm very, like, I'm really 50-50 on it. You
2: know? Um, yeah. I think, I mean, I think ultimately it's, that's what it's building up to. Because everything that, all, all of the characters have experienced some pretty significant trauma. So I think, unless it's just the darkest show of all time, then s- some of them are going to have to come out on the other end of it but it doesn't mean all of them will and if i had to choose between angela or looking glass who's going to make it to the end obviously it's going to be angela but i mean you never know i could now that i've talked to you a little bit more yeah i could see him going i
1: i don't want him to i just i just yeah i just don't think it's as like especially we didn't get an answer and i don't know or maybe he's just like we don't see him until the finale or something like that i i don't know
2: but the fact i feel like if he comes
0: out he comes out of his bunker to he comes out of his bunker to more slaughtered like cavalry bodies just like he came out of the uh
2: oh god but
0: it's but at this time instead of freaking out he reacts
2: starts dancing in their blood
0: Yeah. It's happening again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's also just naked for some reason. <laughs> Except. <he makes.
2: laughs> yeah. Uh, Guys, it—it um, it was really hot in that you know, bunker. It was really hot in that bunker.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to really quickly. I found a, an article just to kind of add a little context to things. I found an article from Decider, um, from two days ago. That is about Lind- it's Lindelof just kind of commenting on the retcon from- of Hooded Justice from the graphic novel. Uh, and basically what people have been bringing up is that, as you kind of know, Chris, in the graphic novel, uh, the original Night Owl, Hollis Mason, you know, you get passages from his book that he wrote uh, called Under the Hood. And basically the main, the driving idea about who Hooded Justice was, like what his identity was, came from this book. And Hollis says he thinks it was a German bodybuilder, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, and that, and basically like that's just his theory that is not confirmed, but obviously that's what everybody just assumed was the case because they the way the story unfolds like they found this guy's body and things like that um but here's what lindelof kind of had to say about things so this is not quoted but the article says it's noted in the original night owl hollis mason's memoir under the hood that hooded justice said complimentary things about adolf hitler and the Nazi Party. The Hooded Justice in HBO's Watchmen is depicted as being a vehem- being vehemently against racism, fascism, and Nazism. So how did Lindelof and his team justify this? Quote There are probably about seven pages of writer's room notes struggling with exactly that question, Lindelof told Decider. There's a number of things that Hooded Justice says in Watchmen Not just attributed to him in Under the Hood, but in the panels, that he doesn't want to get involved with the razzle-dazzle, or that he doesn't want to get political. We tried a number of ideas, all of which felt like a level of retcon too deep. Finally, Lindelof said, they justified this by looking at how Will's costume doesn't just cover his identity, but his race. Quote, Part of Will Reeves' camouflage in terms of hiding his true identity required making statements like that in the presence of the other Minutemen so as to throw off the scent of who he truly was. Um, So just a little, I just wanted to provide that additional insight from the show's creator, obviously, and... um, to me, it makes sense. I kind of never doubted or sort of thought that the, this decision was a leap by any means. Uh, I don't f- and I think I said to Garrett in our instant reaction that to me, this really just gives so much additional meaning and so much more meaning to the graphic novel. Now, for, for me, obviously, I know everybody will uh, potentially like still hold them separate or whatever, but it takes a character who is really you know kind of he is cool because you don't know anything about him but the fact that they gave him such an impactful meaning um to me it it all makes sense kind of and i appreciate that he at least is willing to provide that additional insight
1: yeah and i agree and i also think just like it just makes sense where you even see the noose around his neck like the hood kind of taking back and it being the black hood kind of the taking back of what the of the clan's hood but also of the hood that was thrown over him that night and i mean like you said i don't think it was a bridge too far and really like i think what makes i'm trying to be careful with my words here because like so something like black panther's incredible i think because it is literally african royalty right like it is this idea of it is it's taking um like the the kind of um it's 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 giving that it's giving that almost that royal power to the african people who whose power was taken away from them you know go to the slave trade just like let's just say from right there right but with Hooded Justice, what I love is that he takes his like almost his worst moment in a way, like this moment where he literally was seconds away from death, and and these white men were like, "Ha, we have the power to to treat you this way, to ki- to kill you if we want," and he takes that most painful moment and uses it for his power, and and so. I almost like that it's this untraditional form of power that it's taking the pain and 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 using the pain and the trauma and using it for something that is, um, that is a symbol of something greater, and again that kind of becomes commodified and appropriated with the Minutemen itself, but especially that first scene where Will saves the couple, um, that almost you know that kind of Batman Batman esque scene. Um, and then, obviously, the connection with the you know the action comics uh, that he sees the person reading with you know the connection with Superman there. Um, I, I do love that it's this idea of taking trauma, which and 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 using it as a strength because that's something that we see a lot in superhero stories. But this kind of deeply rooted racial pain, this deeply rooted racial trauma, is something that's really. Not just intrinsic for the show, but intrinsic to American history. Um and so to make Hood of Justice really you know, Black Black Panther is an American hero, but he's also he's he's also he's from he's from Wakanda, right? He's from Africa. But Will Reeves is an African American hero. And I think that's he that's something a little bit different. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he is yeah. he's a fully American hero and that I think that means something potentially I'm not saying it means something deeper, but I could see put how potentially for some African Americans that that could mean something even deeper to them. Um, for, I, for I
2: definitely think it. Yeah, I I think you're right. You're spot on there. Yeah. I, yeah. No,
0: that's that you kind of put it more uh, elegantly and well spoken. But that's kind of what I was trying to communicate earlier in the episode. Was just, um, you know, this episode I think it holds so much meaning for that exact reason, just that it is the impact it has of being an American story
2: and him being an American hero is, uh, it says a lot. Mm-hmm. I th- I know last episode I got just a little bit too hung up on if it was, like, a true retcon, or if they were just tapping into, like, deep lore about who, he- you know, the origins of Hooded Justice and that, that uniform, and I know that it like after reading about it a little bit it was just a retcon but it just seems too perfect like how how is that character just going to be like a nazi or like a german bodybuilder but this backstory just matches so perfectly that it's it's mind-blowing that they pulled it off honestly it's pretty great
0: yeah uh no i definitely get what you're saying um but yeah, I mean, this episode just had so much in general to unpack, and the other little details, I feel like we could go on for hours about it, and I'm excited as a fan to go dive into all of the little details um, that are, are present. I even just read one before we started recording this about how the scene when Will goes back into the precinct to ask, like, what the fuck, why did that dude i brought in just walk free and as he's basically being told you know like to drop it and let it go uh in the background there's like a obviously white cop arresting uh a black man or like kind of or like bringing him in obviously handcuffed and almost adding like insult to injury and everything so i just i'm gonna have to re-watch this episode there's just so much yeah yeah i'm i, I, I don't know I, i'm again i had a loss for words because i feel like <sighs> yeah i had
1: wish i had had the time to rewatch it before this podcast i had meant to and then just you know obviously my nap got in the way um but no in, in all seriousness i was just just been a crazy couple days um but the um i just I just think what this did so well was it didn't just, it didn't just, this, this is not an episode where I go, okay. And here's Will's backstory. You know, like it's not a exposition episode. Um, it told its own story. One that feels very original and true to the show, but also very true. I think to, um, true to the comic, you know, and, and kind of answering and deeping that mythology. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much more we can say. I'm just yeah, I'm just was really blown away by it. The style stylistically it was great, the you know, the the fact that it was shot in black and white, the kind of uh changing between uh the actors as well. And I wanna I wanna bring up his name, the actor uh who played young Will Reeves, who was in the leftovers.
0: The leftovers, yeah. Um
1: uh, jo- and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name at all. It's Joven Adepo. Um, He's also in the In Fences and Overlord, but he played Michael. He played Regina King's son yes, in The
0: Leftovers.
1: Exactly, Michael Murphy in The Leftovers. Um, just outstanding. Um, I I think he should be a shoe in for a guest actor um, nomination at this year's Emmys because that was. An incredible performance um and he really anchored this i mean the flashes of Angela were great and regina king brought it in those moments as well uh but he um he really deepened will's character um, in a way that i'll be honest with you a couple episodes ago i didn't necessarily believe was possible so uh yeah just bravo to the show and i'm i'm excited to get back to the present and and see what happens next but this was um, I think a vital and really well-told piece of the story.
0: Agreed. Um, I have one more question. I'm curious to, it should be a very quick one, but um, so do you think, so I one thing I've kind of, one of the, one of the comments I sort of read was that we still, even though um, we saw, obviously, Will, the, how the hanging of Judd went down, and that whole scene we saw Will's perspective. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, people are still kind of commenting on how we didn't really get a specific reason of why Judd. Now, obviously, there is plenty there in terms of uh, his deception, him being a leader of the cavalry, and like a, such a legacy member of it, and everything. But I am curious if you think they are still holding one card, and that is the White Knight. And that what Will knew is that Judd and whoever else were the ones that attacked Angela's house. And potentially the reason she didn't die or, you know, it didn't go down as planned is because Will was watching over her throughout this time. Uh... And potentially intervened. Potentially.
1: Potentially. I I could see that. Um
0: I don't know. Again, like it's a very vague, just like thin thing. I just was curious to see like
1: I also could see them I mean, I could see them going back to Judd's character and kind of throwing something in with him as to why that didn't happen to her, you know? Um because I I still don't think you hire Don Johnson and only use him this sparingly. Um Yeah.
0: And, and maybe, and again, you know, we keep coming back to this idea that Watchmen isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think as we've seen in shows like The Leftovers and Lost, the characters you want to dislike or hate at times, uh, you do find yourself at in some weird way either coming around on uh, or at least understanding their point of view or recognizing that they weren't inherently bad and Mm -hmm. they did have good in them so i could also see it purely just being again while we know that this guy and his family have been involved in bad racist shit that did not deserve to be tolerated that he himself was not purely or kind of 100% 100% defined as a racist or kind of as having these racist beliefs and and maybe it's that again sort of last sliver of I mean, look into yeah, his perspective I mean there's that interesting if,
1: line where he says about it, it's like my legacy or whatever for his grandfather's yeah. um,
0: and we don't get a follow up as if because again it's as if because we know what Will has been through by that point oh right? yeah we, and all, we can't blame Will for basically being like oh fuck fuck you with yeah. hitting me with that bullshit but are on side cuz and you know he hits him with the why do you hide it then yeah uh, but like yeah but there's nothing past that and yeah i'm i'm like very curious to see that explored and i agree with you i hope that um we get to see don johnson maybe flex another side of this character that gives us this almost roller coaster ride of what to think about him yeah and depending on sort of how you look at things, it's. I think it'll be one of those scenarios where, you, are completely okay and in agreement with. Uh, obviously, like him dying because of everything he kind of chose to continue to be involved with. But yeah, I think we will. I mean, I'll
1: say. Get- I'll say this much: if the show's gonna let looking glass die for his choices then judd definitely deserves to die for his choices
0: yes oh absolutely yeah.
1: so um so if we if we start next episode and looking glass is dead i can wash my hands of ever seeing judd again because then i'm like okay this is sure this is that I, this is that show where you make your bed you lie in it but uh yeah like like i said man i'm just really curious to see what happens when we return to the present and um and uh yeah i uh i don't know i just i didn't i didn't think i could love this show anymore i mean i know you said about it being your favorite thing on this year it's definitely up there for me yeah and i'm just really curious and excited to see how they close it out in these last three episodes i can't believe it's only three episodes left but uh
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. just to your point really quickly to wrap things up i agree with you i mean i think that's What I've learned in watching Damon Lindelof shows and just kind of how I look at these types of stories that focus on such uh, bigger things is that, you know, you don't need an answer for everything, if that makes sense. And that's okay sometimes. And kind of I think you just put it uh, perfectly in terms of if they choose to go that route, like I, I don't feel... I don't need any more answers if that's the route they choose to go because they've given me enough to understand the reason that things played out the way they yeah. did.
1: No, I, I get what you're saying. I agree with you there. So I'm excited. No, I, I agree I with know. you. I'm a hundred percent with you there on the, on the not, you know, not necessarily needing answers. And
0: I, I'd like it just purely because I enjoy the show so much and like the, you know, strange way they like to to kind of tell the story and have uh, new information present itself and everything. But, again, that's kind of the beauty with how this man, Damon Lindelof, tackles these big questions. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I agree with you. Honestly, in in Damon and his writers, I trust at this point. (laughs) Um, Yeah i uh yeah dude he just uh, i could not i mean we were talking about how you and i you know before we even did this podcast just about how excited we were for the show because of him and it's it's really surpassed any expectations i have and that's a credit to him and it's also a credit to as you mentioned before the talented and kind of um Knowledgeable writers that, he, and really diverse group of writers he's uh, surrounded himself with. So, yeah, dude, I just whatever, whatever that, whatever story decisions they want to make, and uh, I'm, I'm good with them until they. If I ever feel like something's a cheat, or if I ever feel like something is a, um, a cop out, I'll call it out. But so. so so far, so, the only thing yeah, I've been pissed just, with is a lack of information, and they've been delivering those answers in really satisfying ways a couple episodes after.
0: Yep, agreed. Again, I think it's purely because he's learned his lesson with uh, mysteries and theories. Yeah, very, very <laughs>
1: true, very true. And...
0: Um, anything else you want nah, to No, man, I'm
1: on? good. I, I mean, I, I feel like if I went on something else that's a part you know i feel like if i kept talking about this episode we'd be here another hour and uh <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and, right. I, yeah I, and i know we're I trying so to much. as you know we'll we'll save the three hour podcast episode for maybe when the series uh season's over but uh so yeah. i think yeah i think yeah, for now i'm absolutely. good man it was it was i'm glad i got the chance to join you you know you guys for uh for this episode and really kind of and dive into it since i missed the instant reaction and.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um Well I think that'll do it for our discussion on episode six of Watchmen, this extraordinary being. Um by the way, Garrett had a little bit of a connection issue, so that's why he was not there for that last little question or segment. Um But thanks for listening. Uh hope you enjoyed this discussion. Like I said, this there is so much to unpack with this episode. I think we could talk about it for hours. Um, I'd probably just feel like I was rambling, but it's, it's easily my favorite episode of uh, 2019. So if you felt the same way, if you felt differently, feel free to hit any of us up on Twitter. We would love to discuss. We would love to hear your theories. Um, we would love to hear about any of the little details you picked up that we didn't comment on here. So to do that, find us. As a show at LockedInPod on Twitter, uh, check Chris out at CKinger13. Find Garrett at LockedInWithG. And you can check me out at Blaise Hopkins. Uh, everybody, I hope you have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. We all hope that. Um, spend time with family. Spend time away from work. And uh, just eat a lot and have a good time. We will be back next weekend uh sunday for another instant reaction uh we're getting close people three episodes left and a bunch of crazy shit's gonna happen so thanks for listening uh if you like what you're hearing throw us a rating and review five stars helps us out Um, and as always people just remember we're not locked in here with you you're locked in here with us bye-bye